MUS 143 is a podcast dedicated to music lovers where we're going to review albums we believe are great and hopefully you'll think they're great as well. We created this podcast to be able to express our love for the music, the artists, and the producers who put their heart and soul into making these great recordings. We're going to talk about production, lyrics, and other fun facts related to the albums. We want to build a community of people like us who truly love and appreciate music so we can bond and have dialogue about the greatest songs ever made. And together, we can all make time for our love of music. All right. Welcome back to MUS 143. It's Mr. Pone speaking. And we got uh, my brother Gree. He back on the show. You know what I'm saying? How you feeling today, bruh? And I'm feeling amazing, man. Okay. What's going on, people? Yeah, yeah. You know, we got a, We got another special one today. We're going to talk about that Great Adventures of Slick Rick album, you know. Super classic. Absolutely, you know. And um, before we get started, I just want to thank all the listeners, you know, everybody that's been checking out the show. Um, we appreciate every listen. We appreciate your time, you know, so we try to you know, bring a good show, something entertaining, something good to talk about every time we come out. Um, and for anybody who's listened to the show but hasn't subscribed, please subscribe so you'll get the notifications. Um, whatever, you know, podcast platform you choose, um, we own pretty much all of them. So just subscribe wherever you listen. And, um, you know, we thank y'all for, you know, continuously, you know, tuning into the show. Um but uh, yeah, bro, man, I'm 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 glad to have you back on. I know we're going, you know, have a lot of great things to say about this album because it, you know, it means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely, man. I, I remember the first time I even heard it. Right, right. You, yeah. Do you know where that was? I don't. I don't <clears throat> actually. Let me let me hit you to it, man. We's okay. in a we's in a millennia. Oh, millennia music. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. I mean, we was going to go get some cuts and all that. And right. he was like, yeah, Yo, you ain't never heard this album. Mm. Said, said, absolutely not. You just bang that, John. For, you know, we're going to get into it, but. Right. Yeah, it, 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 it was a little life changer for me. Okay. I mean, okay. Yeah. So so this was Slick's, Slick Rick's debut album, right? So it came out in late 88. And, you know, Slick Rick is known as the ultimate storyteller, you know, and some have labeled him as the greatest storyteller in all of hip hop. Right. Yes, sir. So like you was just talking about, I want to go back to my childhood and kind of talk about this because this was a this was a big deal for me as a kid. So uh, when I was younger, I was really into old school hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And I remember I used to listen to the radio on Friday and Saturday nights and all the DJs on Power 99, used to always play Children's Story and Mona Lisa. Like, you heard them records. Yes, sir. Even in the 90s, like, them records were still banging crazy every week. Maybe so I, up until the 2000s, they was banging that. Yeah, you still hear it now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that 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 Mona Lisa, you gonna stay hearing that. You know what I'm saying? At the party. So, uh, I would just record, you know, all these dope old school records off the radio. And I love Children's Story and Mona Lisa so much that the guy my mom was dating at the time, he had told me, like, you know, that Slick Rick had an album and it was it was incredible because I hadn't heard the album. I just knew those two songs. You know what I'm saying? Right. So one day when he got off work, he came into the house all excited. You know what I'm saying? And he showed me the tape and was like, yo, this is Slick Rick. So I'm looking at the cover. I'm all hyped. Right. So he popped it in the stereo system. 
And you know, all I remember is hearing, here's an oldie but goodie. Hit it. Right? So my mind is blown after listening to that tape, right? And as a kid, I used to love seeing the pictures of Slick Rick because he had on all the gold, the rings. I mean, he was just over the top with the gold. Like, it was a lot of rappers that had, you know, gold chains and all that, but nobody was over the top like Rick was back then. He was neck and neck with Mr. T with it. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, man. He used to have a crown. Like, he was really over the top with it, you know? And we believed him. Yeah. We believed who absolutely. he was. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, all that stuff was, like, real fly to me as a kid. So, you know, Slick Rick became my favorite rapper from the 80s. Like, you know what I'm saying? Him and KRS-One. Uh, yeah, like, I always was a fan of Slick Rick. And this tape really solidified it, man. Um, but I feel like we can't talk about Slick Rick the Ruler without first talking about MC Ricky D and what him and Dougie Fresh was able to do with the show and Lottie Dottie, right? So Rick said he met Doug at, a, at you know, a little rap competition. And every time he would run into Dougie, he would tell him how dope he was. Like, yo, I'm dope. I'm nice. I'm nice. But, you know, Dougie was popping at the time with the beatbox. So he already had, you know, his own thing going. He was already performing all over Harlem, all over New York City, because he was the first to do the beatbox. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So uh, Rick, one time he jumped in a competition that Dougie was judging and he saw how dope Rick was, and you know everything kind of started from there. So um, Rick said he would see Dougie all over the place and asking to put him on, and and Dougie was like, "Yo, he was pressing him crazy every time he seen him, you know." But Dougie said one time he ran into him in Harlem and was like, "You know what? All right, we're going we're going to go right now." So he took him to Chill Will's house. Right? Mm-hmm. He said that day he rapped Lottie Dottie for him. Right now. Doug said it took him like an hour to finish the round because everybody was laughing so hard he had to keep stopping. Like, that's, yo, because they hadn't heard nothing like that before. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? He was like, yo, Rick was just hilarious. So this was like in 84, and Rick was saying how, yo, Slick Rick was a mail clerk before making these records with Dougie. He said he was only making like 500 a month, right? And then he said that Dougie was paying him like 300 a show. So he was like, yo, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? So they started doing Lottie Dottie and taking it to all the rap contests. And they was killing everybody because you could win money. You know what I'm saying? Dudes yeah. winning like 1000 1500 You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So Lottie Dottie was a segment they would do at a sh- all the shows. And it became so popular in the streets with all the mixtapes that they wound up actually recording it and putting a record out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and it's like, yo, if you ever heard some of the the live versions of Lottie Dottie, yo, the crowd used to go crazy when they would do that joint. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, Doug said he used his own money to record the show in Lottie Dottie, right? Um, he took it to Profile Records. Remember, that's where Run DMC was at, right? And they wow. said it was garbage. <laughs> so he took them the show in Lottie Dottie, and they said it was garbage, right? So... He then took it to uh, a label called Reality Records, and they wound up doing a deal for it, and then the record just blew up and went all over the world. You know, that's how special it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Rick was, like, popping immediately in New York because a lot of people wasn't doing those story raps, and he would have the crowds in the palm of his hand, especially with having Doug on the beatbox because that was already powerful on its own, and then you got this new thing, 
and then Rick got the accent and all that. Uh, man, he 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 was killing everybody. You know, Trey Showman. Both yeah, yeah, man. They was really supposed to take over the world, but you know, they wind up going their separate ways and making history. You know, on their own. But um, if you listen to this album, and there's so many Lottie Dottie samples on this album, if you pay attention, like it's all over this album. You know what I'm saying? So you know, from from that time. You know, going down a little bit later. So Rick Rubin was the one who convinced Rick to sign the Def Jam. This is like '86, right? But he sat over there for a while before releasing the album because you got to remember, Lottie Dottie in the show was '85, and then you right. don't hear Great Adventures until late '88. Really, '89 was when it took off. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So what happened was, um, you know, they had him shelved over there. So Rick did the Rulers back. Right. And he was like, man, yo, they half stepping over here. Like, I'm taking this joint of red alert, you know. Um, so he took it to red alert and, you know, had it because, you know, back then it was red alert and Mr. Magic. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to get on the radio. <laughs> right. So he took it to red alert. Red liked it. He played it. Once it started to like bubble, that's when Def Jam started really moving forward with making sure his first album came out. And Rick was saying that he wanted either Children's Story or Mona Lisa to come out first as a single but russell and the label chose teenage love as the first single um you know rick wasn't feeling that you know what i mean because he's like he wanted his best records to be singles which i agree you know what i mean it definitely should have been either one of those records because those are the records that he's really really known for is that children's story and that mona lisa you know what i'm saying yeah um but slick rick was a major contributor to hip-hop man his style his flow the way he told stories it forever changed the game you know, so uh, this is definitely another special one that we're going to we're going to discuss today. Um, but, yeah, man, we're going to go ahead and get into it. Did you want to say anything before we get into these songs? Nah, man, let's just get straight to it. Man. All right, bet. So, uh, talk you know, to hold on, hold on. Okay. You know what? My fault. My fault. Let yeah. me ask you a question. Now, yeah. I, I found out uh, a couple of years ago that he wasn't even from here. He was from like, He's where's from he London. from? He's from London, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and when did he when did he move here? Did he move here? He said he was like eleven years old when he when he moved to the Bronx. So he moved to the Bronx. I thought he was from Brooklyn. Nah, he's from the Bronx. Never knew that. Wow. Yeah. That's I thought he was a Brooklyn dude. Nah, nah. Dana Dan is a Brooklyn dude. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's 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 a little different because you didn't really see Bronx dudes running around that much gold on them like that. <laughs> right, right. But you know I mean? with him having, you know, like the the I think Rick is Jamaican too. You know what I'm saying? That's what so I think, yeah. that's that that's where that comes from too. You know, the Jamaican guys was the ones that had a lot of gold on, you know what I'm saying? For, for sure. So, so I didn't yeah, I didn't know he was Jamaican. That's what right. that was I was gonna get to that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's where that comes from. All right, that's a bet. Let's get into it, bro. Yeah, talk to me about that. Treat her like a prostitute. All right, like you were saying, that's like the like the first time you played this for me. It was like, it was wild to hear it. Because at first, I'm like, ah, all right, let me listen to Slick Rick Joint. But when it came on, it just like commanded my attention. I'm like, right. dang. So this, you're talking about Three examples, right? This is this is like a manual for the dudes not to be a, a what you call a simp or, or sucker. You taking advantage chump. of, played out, <laughs> all that, <laughs> yeah. all that. You know what I mean? Um, 
the first the first example, right, is 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 wild to me because it's like, yo, your homie wasn't really your homie. You know what I mean? Right. He's sitting there talking behind behind his back. Sitting there, you know, they sitting there celebrating the news that that is that his woman is pregnant. And he's right. sitting there, he even drank a quarter bill started and started tripping. Yeah. Started, he started got laughing that, at him. He got that old gold up in him and got out of pocket. Man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For real. I mean, so you got that. Uh so basically the uh my man, his wife who's uh, you know, got pregnant behind his back, you know what I mean, as Rick said, you know, um, she was uh going berserk while he was hard at work. <laughs> 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 so, you know, that happened. Um, you know, he, he talks about the dude who, you know, spoils this woman. Uh, you know, buying her cars and candy. He he comes home to the mailman knocking mm-hmm. his wife off. You yeah. know what I mean? Then in the third joint was uh, you know, it seems like his woman ain't getting satisfied, so she don't really want to, you know, mess with him like that too often. And then all of a sudden, one day she just super hot, and and they get they getting it on, and she call him another name. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and then had had uh had the rubber inside her. So yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so ill because she called my man a whole nother name, but then said that the kind of belonged to, uh, to Rick. So it's right. just like, yeah, she's exactly. really out there, you know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, treat him like a prostitute. That's a wild joint. That's my that's my joint though. Yeah, man. You know, so so Rick did that beat. And to me, it's like a more explicit version of Girls Ain't Nothing But Trouble by the Fresh Prince. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's like, if you notice the beat, it's just a a basic drum machine beat, and it's got the break cut in. But Rick's flow is so ill that you're not even really paying attention that you just listening to this basic beat, because he got you Mm -hmm. from the the door. You know what I'm saying? and, you know, so Treat Him Like a Prostitute is actually like an older joint. So him and Dougie used to actually do this together on stage. Ooh. And, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So this was like a joint that he kind of used from when they was doing eight, like the Lottie Dotties and all that. And then he put it on the album, you know, because back then it was like, you know how I talked about this before. It was like that shock value. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, You know, you just got the crowd in the palm of your hand, you know. um. But I don't know if you've ever seen... You ever seen Tougher Than Leather, the Run DMC movie? Yeah. Do you remember the part where they had Rick doing doing the uh, this on stage? No. Yo, he's it. so he's in the Tougher Than Leather movie, and he's doing Treat Him Like a Prostitute, and he's on stage, and then they're like cut into... It was like a scene where Rick Rubin was, was talking to some dude backstage, but Rick is like on stage... If you go back to Tougher Than Leather, you'll you'll see that uh, that he actually performed this in a movie. Okay. So okay. yeah, it was dope the way they the way they put it together. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like you said, man, the first example, the girl gets pregnant by one of his friends, she's out of pocket. Second example, the wife is cheating on him with the mailman, she's out of pocket. And then the last girl calls him a different guy's name, and come to find out, she's been cheating with a slick rapper named MC Ricky. <laughs> she's out of pocket. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. They all out of pocket, man. So that's why he's saying treat him like a prostitute. You know, He's just I'm saying, saying, man, make sure, you know what I mean, that she's really worthy of uh, being your woman because yeah. they out here being, they'll, they'll hurt your feelings, bro. Yeah. 
Scandalous, like with uh, Tupac and Nate Dogg. Scandalous. <laughs> She's so scandalous. She's so scandalous. She's so scandalous. You know what I'm saying? Just earlier. This was this is the 88 version. You know what I'm saying? Same record. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Same concept. Yeah. For real. All right. So talk to me about the rulers back. Oh, man. Ooh. It's one of my favorite joints, bro. Like, I the first time I heard the rulers back, um, I thought it was I thought it was owned by by Hov. By Jay Z. Ooh, right? really? Yeah. So oh. I I love that song. That was on Blueprint. Yeah, it was. It yeah, was. I yeah. love that record. Right. So when I heard this, I said, "Oh my!" Like it instantly. It was instantly a favorite. But like, what I love about this record is, first and foremost, like the beat is this. It's a dope beat. Um, it has like that that royal sound to it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It got me thinking of like, you remember like back in the day, the cartoons with the dudes on the horns? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, Just a really good vibe. Yeah. Um, but I love how he drops gems on this joint, right? Where he's just like, yo, I, I'm that dude. Y'all not really messing with me. I'm not even, I ain't really going to dress y'all like that. I'm just going, th- I'm going to stay, uh, I'm going to stay humble. Like, right. Um, but I just... I love that record, man. It's just like one of them, like I can just uh, uh, imagine being around the homies. We just chilling. We got our ladies. We drinking champagne. Like it's one of them. Like, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> we got we got our we got our best uh, best linens on and all that. You know we, I mean? we need to stretch a limousine and all that for this joint. You know all that, saying? you know what I mean? With the pool in the back, <laughs> for real. You know what I mean? <laughs> Straight so, up. Yeah. So, so yeah, the rule is back, right? So, if you look at the credits, a lot of people will see that it says Jam Master J produced the record, but Rick actually did the record. I don't know if Jam Master J maybe helped them come in and mix the album version because the original, it's a little bit different, but it still got the um the boom 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 ba doom ba doom boom boom ba doom ba doom like that's on the original. Um, and then the pop 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 that's on the original, but you don't hear the the little that came in on the the album version. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So really, Rick did the beat, and the and the, the original one was the one that I said earlier. Like he took that one to Red Alert. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay. So yeah, it was really like Rick's production, but I guess maybe whatever Jay did as far as the album version, they gave him the production credit. Um, but the song, man, this song blew my mind when I first heard it because. I was a kid and it sounded like the song was made for kids. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like <laughs> right. it really did. Like the gather around right. party go was as if you're still living. Yeah, like man. that whole thing seemed like, yo, he was talking to the kids. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. And then like you said, with the, with the, all the horns and it was just very like a kid friendly sounding record, you know? And I always mm-hmm. felt like, they should have did a video for the rulers back, especially. I was just about to say that, yo, especially with the way Rick was with the with the whole the crown, the jewelry. Like they should have really. I think Def Jam missed that one. Like you they know what I'm saying? Did. Yeah, I think they could have really capitalized off of that whole thing because he was the only one that was doing that, and with him having the whole London accent and and you know having this whole like regal thing about him. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like he was the only one like that, man. I think they could have capitalized even more at that time. You know what I'm saying? 
Because you see, like, all right, think about this, right? It's like in the video, you can see him being held up on the on the joint in the throne. Yeah, yeah. They throwing flowers, you right. know what I mean, as he's coming in, you know, throwing gold around, gold coins right, to everybody. Right. Like, it was, and you could, like, this record is so dope. They could have did a cartoon video to it, and it would have been dope. Yo, that's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's true. And, you know, I think the record was called The Ruler's Back because, like I said earlier, he was on the shelf for a while over at Def Jam. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you got to remember, he did the show, Lottie Dottie. He's, they're popping. And then all of mm-hmm. a sudden, it's like you don't really hear no records from Rick. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like this is letting people know, yo, The Ruler's Back. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's on. You know? Um, and he killed Doug it, and them was doing their thing. Yeah, yeah, he was already 86. You know, he came out with that all the way to heaven. The seventh, Mm -hmm. heaven. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they was, Mm -hmm. yeah. Dougie never stopped. He was always doing his thing, you know. Um, But if you notice, this beat has that, like, reggae vibe to it, right? I didn't even think about that. Yo, if you go back to the Criminal Minded episode, where I was talking about how BDP, from my knowledge, you know what I'm saying, brought the reggae and dancehall vibes to hip hop. And this is again, an example of, you know, it's like people were using, you know, those sounds in their records and their hip hop records, but all mm-hmm. of that, those is like reggae baselines. You know what you're I'm right. saying? And then the right. horns is what makes it sound like you're saying where it has like that, that England type of thing. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So yeah. the ruler's back is an ill record, and it's definitely like one that defines Slick Rick. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely. Um, but let's talk about that classic children's story. Yo, can I can I tell you a story, bro? Yeah, go ahead. Let me, let me take you back, man. Like my most uh, vivid memories of this song, you know, you know, it's my mom. You know what I mean? Okay, My mom okay. had the had the uh the leather jacket on. She had the, the short haircut. <laughs> right, right. You know what right. I mean? Gold earrings. She had the driving gloves on. You feel me? Right. I had the seatbelt, like, you know what I mean, choking me. <laughs> you feel me? Because we sat in the front seat back in the day. Right, you know right. I mean? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't none of that sitting in the car seat <laughs> till you was twelve. You was three, four years old in the front, strapped oh. up strapped up there was nothing you know what i'm saying yeah. it was a word if you got in a car accident it was nothing you know what i mean the cars was made of steel it was exactly. nothing exactly you know exactly. what i mean but um i remember my mom this was one of my mom's favorite joints bro like she used to go crazy when this joint came on she like this came on she turned it up bro she mm. was dancing um this is one of those records that you have to dance to if it comes on yes absolutely you know what i mean um yeah, shout out to our mothers, man. We had some young, cool mothers. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? They held absolutely. us down, man. You know absolutely. What I mean? Listen, um, now that you said that, I remember when my mom copped the Rex and Effects New Jack swing tape, right? Man, listen. That thing <laughs> front to back. You know what I'm saying? Yo. I'm in the back seat. This this had to be, what was that, 89? That Rex and Effects New Jack swing? Uh, 90. 89, 90, somewhere in there. You know what I'm saying? Like so yeah. I know exactly what you mean, dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, they was young and, 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 you know, they was up on the culture. You know what I'm they, saying? They knew what was going on. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, 
But I just, okay, so children's story, bro, it's just like, it's classic. Um, I think this was one of the first songs I knew word for word. Right, right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, Because he gave you such a dope story. Right. But it was easy to understand and easy to digest even young. Like, you knew what was going on the whole joint, and it wasn't too uh, complicated. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Another thing too, man. You had you had that, that that Bob James on there. Yeah, yeah. I, I forget what joint it is. is that um, is it Nautilus? I think so. I think so. Yeah, but um, now nah, that's one of my favorite joints of all time, man. Like yeah, it's it's yeah. a timeless. It's timeless. You can put it on at any party, and and people are going to dance, man. It's just you just yeah. have to dance when it comes on. You know that's I mean? real. That's real, yo. That's the truth. So, like, I just, I just got a quick question. Like, what's the deal? Can I, can I pour my heart out? Do your thing, brother. Once upon a time, not long ago, where people wore pajamas and lived life slow, when laws were stern and justice stood, and people were behaving like they all took good, there lived a little boy who was misled by another little boy. This is what he said. What he said. Me and you tonight, we're going to make some cash. Robbing old folks and making the dash. Making the did the job. Money came with ease. But one couldn't stop us like he had a disease. Had a he robbed disease. another and another and a sister and a brother. Tried to rob a man who was a DT undercover. The grab grabbed his arm and started acting. He rats and he said, keep still, boy. No need for static. Punched him in his belly and he gave him a slap. Gave him a, slap. a little did he know the little boy was, little strapped. Boy was strapped. The boy was out the gun and said, why'd you hit me? The barrel said straight for the cop's kidney. The cop got scared of kidney sauce to figure out the years if I pull this trigger. So he cold dashed and ran around the block. Cop radios into another lady cop. He ran by a tree. They saw the sister. Shot for the head. He shot back, but he missed her. Looked round good and from expectations. He decided he headed for the subway stations. But... She was going and he made a left. Made a left. He was running top speed till he was out of breath. Knocked that old man down and swore he killed him. Sorry. Then he made his move to the bed to build it. Ran up the stairs up to the top floor. Open up the door. Don't guess who he saw. Dave, they don't think you in. Don't know Damn, hold up. Don't know the meaning of what to know. So I need bullets. Hurry up, run. The dope thing came back with a spanking shotgun. Dog, that joint is classic, bro. I'm saying I could do that whole rhyme by heart, bro. You know what I'm saying? That children's story is a classic, but it's like the ultimate story of the stick up kids is out the tax. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? This is another joint Mm -hmm. produced by Rick. The video was too fly. He had on the purple Kango. You know what I'm saying? He had the whole black and white style video because that yeah. kind of softened. If you look at the video, it kind of softened the seriousness of like this record, right? Because right, this is a right. record people throw on at a party, but it is kind of like a serious record about, it is. you know what I'm saying? A lot of what was going on at that time, you know, with the robberies and all that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Children's Story, man, is definitely, definitely a straight classic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Love that record. All right, let's get into uh, It Was the Moment I Feared. Talk to me about that. One of my favorite records. Like, I'm probably going to say this throughout the whole joint, but I mean, you answered the question for me. I had a question. I'm like, who the hell hired Rick with all that damn gold on? 
<laughs> Yo, who the hell hired this dude? I'm like, what kind of job was he doing? Um, where he had all that gold on. But, right, yo, right. You know what I'm saying? So you say he's a mail clerk, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know what I mean? So he, you know, he's chilling. He at work. You know, he just he just slid and smoke a little. Yeah, you know I mean, uh-huh. get himself right. Right. After you know, after work, you know, him and his homies went down to Latin Quarter, mm-hmm. and um, you know, he was the uh, fly brown brother. You can't school him, you know what I mean. So he was <laughs> right. down there, and um, Brooklyn kids ran down on him. And, you already and, and know. <laughs> they they took know. his gold. Yeah. He he even said, "Yo, they really not real. They just, just a front for, the, for girls. the girls, right?" <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, take them shits off, man. What the uh, fuck's up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he real. gets his ass wet, right? Gets on the train, goes to get a beer, uh, to recoup, you know what I mean? Um, runs into, uh, what's the boy name? Some drug His dealer, man. dude. Yeah, dude, my dude had a Riviera, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Shorty. But, yo, I want you to clear this up. I don't really understand how him and the shorty got Got, got up with each other. So, what was that about? So he he ran into the the drug dealer dude and a and a girl, and they was looking for directions. Okay. Right? So he gives them the directions. The next day, the girl comes to his crib with the band aid kit on, and then they freak mm-hmm. off. Right. So oh, then the drug okay. dealer catches them, and you know Rick had to smoke them, and you know because he wasn't about to be rumbling, dude. You know what I mean? My man nah, was swinging nah. kind of hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So then he robs the dude for the cash and the visas, takes the girl uh-huh. back to her crib. Then they got drugs in the freezer. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. So Rick didn't trust the girl. So, you know, he, he had to kill her, her too. Yeah. He you know? Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the detective ran up on him. He had uh, left a fingerprint on the drawers. He messed and, up. And it was a wrap. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. So, he, so he even went from have, having a uh, decent a job. regular nine to five square gig. Yeah. He went to down the on the court. island. Yeah. And, you know, at the end, they get wild. You know what I'm saying? He's just like, yo, he said they you got dudes that want to grease them where nobody would dare. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. In the so, words yeah. of Wallow, he had his innocence taken, you know, in jail. <laughs> you know what exactly. I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, it's real. You know, it was, yeah. it, was, it was a real record. You know? The thing is about Rick's stories is, you know, he gave it to you. He gave you a real... Um, Gave you something Rick's to think stories about. Were all, yeah, he he his um his stories were so authentic that yeah. he didn't come out the tough guy. He was in Tony Montana. He right, didn't go that light quarter right, and right. smoke everybody. No, he, right, he was like, yo, they right. ran down on me, and I had, <laughs> right. I had to take that on the chin and go right. home. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, exactly. And it was really um, yo, and they was really fake jewels because if you listen, if you listen to the record at the end when he was like got the drug money and all that, then he's like really sporting the real gold. You know what I'm saying? If you listen, to, so when he says they're really not real, they're just that. a front for the girl. Yeah, so they were supposed to be the fake jewels that he had on that Latin quarter, and then wow. when he actually got money, he actually had the real jewels on. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that John, that John is ill. So damn, that's another lesson because it's like, yo, he he was out there fronting and got and got exactly taken still got jammed up. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, straight up. You know, the moment I feared was a, a record that was produced by the Bomb Squad. Now, the Bomb Squad is um, a crew of brothers. It was like Hank Shockley, Eric Sadler. You got Chuck D. It was a bunch of guys, um, you know, who did all those Public Enemy records. And mm-hmm. at the time, you know, they was popping because they had did 
the first PE album they did. Um, it takes a nation of building to hold us back. You know what I'm saying? So plus with them working with Def Jam, you know, they, you know, had them work on some records for Rick's album. Um, and they did their thing. I thought this beat was dope. You could hear that funky drummer, drummer break in there, the James Brown joint. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the thing about the, what's ill about him getting off of work and going to the Latin Quarter is, you know, they used to say it was all types of fights and robberies and craziness they used to jump off at the Latin Quarter. And it was one story that I heard before where um, Jam Master J went in the Latin Quarter, right? And if you know um, about the way Jam Master J's changed, so a lot of dudes who had ropes had clasps in the back of the rope. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. you could get your, your, your like your rope pop when yeah. dudes go to snatch your chain. But Jam Master J and them had some, you know, they was doing so well. Jam Master J ain't had no clasp on the back of his rope. It was just all gold all the way around. Oh, yeah. So he, they say he went up in there and somebody tried to snatch the rope, but it didn't, it didn't snap. Right. And they said, when my man pulled it and it didn't snap, Jay just came back with the right hand. Pow! And then they start mm-hmm. rumbling in that joint. Yo, they said it used to go down in the Latin Quarter, bro. Yeah, they they said that it used to it used to be wild up in that joint. I told you that um they used to throw that rebel without a pause on. They said, yo, dudes used to lose <laughs> their mind in that joint, yo. It's as soon as they throw Rebel without a pause on the fight, start breaking out. Dudes is getting slammed, socked, all kind of nonsense was going on. And Public Enemy ain't even, they don't even stand for that. But that's, I guess that's the energy that they was bringing to Uh to that crowd. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. But, um. Yeah, they said you couldn't even take a piss in in the Latin Quarter (laughs) without you getting your chain snatched. Yo, crazy. Crazy. Mm -hmm. And this is in Manhattan, too. You know what I mean? So yeah, that was yo, the Latin Quarter was definitely like a hip hop legendary club, man. You know, where a lot of great artists came through, but it was it was rough at the same time. But right. yeah, the moment I feared, I mean you covered it, man. You know, uh the story of what it was. But it that's the thing, man. Rick stuff always made you think. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like if you think that, you know, you might be in that kind of a situation, you know, you want to listen to that rhyme before you get yourself involved like that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, let's talk about Teenage Love. Talk to me about that record. Wow. Teenage Love, man. I remember seeing this video on BET, right, for the first mm-hmm. time. Like, mm-hmm. you, remember, you remember when BET used to play, like, some old school joints? Like, yeah, they, they would. have, like, a little run, right? Yeah. So I think this is um, – I was definitely in high school when this joint came, uh, when they were playing on BET, man. I just remember just being like, damn, I want to be in love. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, like, I really wanted, I wanted a girl. I was walking around the house moping, like, right. like you know what I mean? Like, I really, like, it's such a, um, it's a feel-good record. Um, but no, nah, I'm telling you, like, I really was like, Maybe I thought I had an imaginary girlfriend or something. Man. I used to be walking around the house like moping, like thinking, "Yeah, I want to be in love, man." Right. Like straight like that. That's all. That's all it was. It made you want to have a girlfriend. That's how I said. And it, and it definitely made you not want her to hurt you again. You know what I'm saying? Never again. Yeah, I didn't even get hurt the first time. I, I didn't want to get hurt again. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't want to get hurt again. Right man. for real. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, man. Teenage Love is a, it's a, it's a great song. This was actually produced by the Bomb Squad, right? And okay. I, in my opinion, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like Def Jam made the Bomb Squad do this type of beat because of the success of I Need Love. And um, a lot of a lot of rappers was making those love type of records because of the success of that song. And mm-hmm. because the Bomb Squad didn't have no slow beats like this at the time. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but I think what, what made it work and what made it dope was the fact that Rick did a song about a teenage love, which, um, you know, all the young people could relate to instead of just saying uh, this is a song about my girl or whatever like that, because it's like almost every rapper at that time, yo, in 87, 88, they all had this like love record on a joint. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think Rick did a good job with actually doing something a little bit different. And it was dope. And this is what they actually used as the debut single, you know, which was surprising because, you know, he had the children's story and Mona Lisa and Rulers back, but they chose Teenage Love. And I think they did it because, like I said, that I Need Love was so successful, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually heard that the, the the chain that Rick has in the video was Big Daddy Kane's chain. Okay. So, because you remember, like, they was already on, you know what I'm saying? So... Rick ain't really, I don't think he really had it yet. So you notice Kane was in the video too. Remember Kane was in the video, he was on the train with his girl, and and Rick Rick was yeah, about to pull the yeah, joint out yeah. on him. Yeah. yeah so yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dana Dane was in the video. Yo, did you know Lil' Kim was in the video? Yeah, when she was young. Yeah, yeah she's young like Lil' Kim, yeah. 15 seconds in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw that on like Instagram or something. Oh, like for that. real? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I saw that like maybe like a, a long time ago, but yeah, I did see that. She was oh, young. okay. Yeah, but yeah, Teenage Love is a great record. Like I said, Rick did a great job with doing something a little bit different than what everybody else was doing. And it's a, it's a real smooth joint. And you listen to the story, it make you think, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody's been young and been in those relationships, you know what I'm saying? And nobody want to get their heart broke. You know what I mean? But it happens when you're young and you're immature and all that. So Teenage Love is definitely a great record. You know what I'm saying? Let's uh, get into that song of the week, right? So the song of the week this week is the Crushing and Bussing remix by Three Times Dope, right? So this song was released in 88 on a debut album, Original Styling, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So this record got Cool C on it, right? So the original version came out in 87. It was like an independent release, right? Um, You know, so the beat was rocking. The flows was in full effect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They had the Sly and the Family Stone sing a simple song, join in there. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, Three Times Dope, at first they was known as 3D. You know, uh, Three Times Dope, they from Philly or whatever. You know, right. Cool C, he came through with the ill MC Shan flow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's Cool C. I'm not here to play. Doom, doom. I'm just here with something to say. Doom, doom. I bought the group 3D. Chuck, nice wood, wood, and EST. And they're down with the hilltop band. Doom, doom. And I'm a hustle with the mic in my hand. Doom, doom. Yo, so check it, right? So my old head actually put me on this record. I think it was probably like 15 years ago, right? Something like that. It was a long time right. ago. I had never heard this record, right? And he was mm-hmm. like, yo, you ain't never hear Crushing and Bussin'? I'm like, nah. So he gave me the CD. 
I heard this thing and I was like, oh, this thing crazy. So mm-hmm. the thing is, it's like it's not a, a real popular record, but it's it's dope. You know what I mean? Like if you love Definitely. good hip hop, you know, it's a great record. So you got to check out Crushing and Busting Remix by Three Times Dope. You know what I'm saying? So, so talk to me about how you feel about this record. So when I um when I first turned it on, you know, I you know, I was a little tired. Mm-hmm. I didn't have I didn't have the volume all the way up. I was like, I saw it. Like I like EST. I like three times dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not till Cool C came on with the crazy flow that <laughs> right. made me say, Oh, okay, I had to start him over again. Right, right. And I said, Oh, this record is crazy. You know what I mean? Um, but Definitely Cool C's flow on it was was definitely uh, yeah he said it all. That's my yeah. favorite part of the song. That's yeah, my favorite part of the song. You know what I mean, yeah, he um, definitely said it but, all. But can I get into what I want to get into? About yeah, this absolutely. All right. So when I heard this, it kind of threw me off, right? Because I know you know three times three times dope. I didn't really hear about them to maybe like ten years ago. The only reason why I know about them is because at the time, you know, I was in the sneaker thing, you know, on they rec- on their album, I think it's original style, and they had the Jordan 3s on. They mm-hmm. all, all three of them. So, like, yep. that picture was kind of circling around on the internet. So, I was like, okay. yo, who is this? Boom. So, I look them up on YouTube, and I see, okay, I remember hearing Funky Dividends, Grace, right, right, right. But I, I knew I was more familiar with the Hilltop, uh, with, with Steady B, right. Pat Money, and, and Cool C. Mm-hmm. Um, when did they start beefing? And I, because you know, on uh, on Glamorous Life, you know, what mm-hmm. I mean, he, you know, they dissed him. Um, right. I, it wasn't a real diss, but like, when when did they start beefing? Because it seemed like they were all one crew at one time. Yeah, they was. Um, from what I know about it, you know, you know how it is, man. It's the music business, right? And mm-hmm. um, original styling actually was a was like a independent joint first before you get to the Arista joint. That's like out on like iTunes and all that. They, yeah. if you all right. So another thing, if you go back to DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, their first album, Rock the House, mm-hmm. was an independent joint first, and then they. Yeah you know, Jive bought it and like redid it and changed the cover. But the original Rock the House is like, it looks like Ren DMC's album cover from King of Rock. Okay. So like, you know, they, like the albums would already be done and they would be independent releases. So the original styling was already done. And I'm guessing that, you know how it goes, man. Like people feeling like they're getting robbed. They're not getting the money they're supposed to get, you know, cause they was down with um like Lawrence Goodman and all them. You know, okay. so something must have went down business wise, and that's where you see like Cool C stepping on the album in the in the glamorous life video and all that. You know what I mean? Um, because it probably had it probably had something. Oh, to do. that's what he was stepping. On. I see, yeah, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I he's stepping on that. the original okay. though. The 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 original joint, not the not the cover from the the Arista release. If mm-hmm. you look at that one, he's stepping on. That's the independent joint. Okay. Yeah, so um that's the only thing I could think of is it was probably just some, you know, something that went on with the finances and and Steady B, that's their uncle. You know what I mean? Like Lawrence Goodman and them. So and you know, cool C, that's his man. So he he gonna ride with them, you know. So I think I think that's what happened. I'm not hundred percent sure, 
um about that but i think it was on some you know on a money tip because um if you look at the first three times dope album you'll see lawrence gibbon's name all over but then when you go to the second album you don't see like you just see chuck nice is the producer Okay. But on the first album, it's like Lawrence Goodman is the producer. You know what I'm saying? So the music okay. business was real ill like that back in the day, you know? So I, I think uh, that's what that was about. All right. So I, I did I did some research. So I just want to see what you knew first before I say what I'm going to say, right? Okay. So okay. I, found, I found an old interview with okay. Tap Money. Um, I read the transcript or whatever. Basically, okay. he was saying that, you know, Dana... Dana had um Fresh Prince, I think, right? Yeah. He had he, did. he had and then and then um and then uh was Lawrence, right? Well Lawrence is the older I mean, brother, and then it was Dana yeah. Goodman. Okay, so Lawrence had had like Hilltop and all that. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. So what happened was um Tat was talking to Chuck, like they they um they were supposed to link up for a record or whatever, and they just end up they was like working on a record one night, and they just was talking to like, um uh, you know the next morning it was basically like yo they weren't getting paid at all right, mm. so what happened was he uh Chuck Nice calls a boy Woody Wood through now Woody Wood they said was running with with Dana Lawrence like you know up that was like his man you know what I mean they were real tight he's basically like. They weren't getting paid, so um, they were surprised. So three times dope, they were surprised. Like, yo, we thought y'all was getting taken care of. Like, yo, right. uh, records out and all that. So basically, it kind of turned them off, mm. and they was like, oh, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't really gonna rock with them. So they left. Gotcha. Basically, Lawrence was like, oh, yo, they they not part of the crew. Like, nah, this them. Right. And that's all it was. Okay. okay. So it wasn't a real. It wasn't a real beef. And then and then Tat, you know, he ended up being um Kwame's DJ or Right, right. And he he said the same thing happened. Like they they diss him because he's mm. running with Kwame. Yeah. Okay. But it wasn't nothing serious. Though. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's always it's always about the business, man. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a it's an ugly business, you know what I'm saying? Everybody wanna get the most money, you know, off the artists and mm. it's just it's just ill like that, you know. Right. Right. So, but yeah, go back to the video. You'll see he, you know, what I mean, he's stepping on like the original, original styling album. You know what I'm saying? So I, I remember that. I just, you know, like back in those days, like those videos, they used to have a lot of random stuff going on. So I yeah, didn't you're trying he... to catch everything. Yeah, right. yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. Yeah, for real. Um, all right, so let's get back into this classic Slick Rick album, and let's talk about uh. The smash hit Mona Lisa. Once again, this is another, you know, me and my mom used to be in the Hyundai Excel hatchback. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Back when they said to roll the windows down manually. Right, um, right. Just another, you know, this came on. Um, my mom could have been talking to me about something. And, no, we're not talking no more. She took right, she cutting right. this up. Exactly. And, and, we're dancing, you know what I'm saying? Those are uh, fine, fine memories of me and my mother, you know what right. I mean? Um, but I will say this. When you bring up this record, it's hard for me to rap it word for word. You know why? Why is that? Because <laughs> the boy Petey Crack, man. Mm. Yeah. 
PD yeah, I forgot did he thing. did do this joint. Yeah. So I I definitely get the lyrics confused because I was banging that joint for right, a minute. Right, right. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but Mona Lisa is just a is another dope dope story about you know him siding up on this uh, you know light skin joint, the green eyes. Mm. Um, um, just. First and foremost, the beat is crazy. It's another oh, dance yeah. record. Oh yeah, you put that on. Um, definitely want to dance to it. Um, got the crazy story talking about. You know, what I mean, getting that at, at at this uh, at this John. She said she was a virgin. He's like, yo, the name like that, you can't be no virgin. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know what I mean? He's about to cut off. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but. Yeah, it just just it's just a story about the exchange between him and his female. Yeah, you know I mean, yo, so the Mona Lisa, um, I saw an interview with Dana Day was talking about um, that record, and he was saying that like that's like a true story, but you know, Rick obviously puts like the flip on it, but it was like right. about him like just going into a pizza shop, you know, what I'm saying trying to rap to a girl that they like and. Um, you know, that whole thing and his homeboy came in to get him and all that. But it's like the way that he did it, you know, he put that whole like slick Rick the ruler thing on it and mm-hmm. you know, made himself, you know, like the king. He's real regal with it, you know. And right. then the beat is crazy. You know, he did the beat and the samples uh Frisco Disco by Eastside Connection. Um, and yeah, Mona Lisa's mm. it's a, it's definitely a, a major party starter, you know what I mean? Like you can throw that joint on right now. It's going to rock. You know, dun, mm-hmm. dun, 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 dun. You know what I mean? That break from Frisco Disco is what you hear on this beat. You know what I'm saying? That dun, 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 because it breaks down into that. So, yeah, he had a smash. You know what I mean? Straight up. And then he hit you at the end with the Dion Warwick. If you see me walking down the street and I start to cry. Like, that whole thing is, you know, that's original for him. To use that, like that's got to be in you already. You know what I'm saying? To to, mm-hmm. to put something like that on the record, even when he yep. did um Lottie Dottie, he did the um the it's all because of you. Like all that, that's got to be in you already because dudes wasn't doing that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So yep. um yeah, man. You know he definitely did his thing. Mona Lisa is a classic. You know what I'm saying? People love that record. So let's talk about uh Kit What's the Scoop. Talk to me about that record. Oh, uh, this is a dope song, man. Yeah. I, I really like this joint. Um, you know, Kit from uh one of my favorite shows when I was a kid, uh Night Rider. Right. You know what I mean, um Kit was the car. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He used to be with, he used to be with Michael Knight, you know what I mean? He'd come get Mike out of all type of crazy situations. Right. Um so basically what's going on in the record is that uh Somebody had stole wait, somebody stole his crown, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause the crown so, was missing and he trying to <laughs> it's like very cartoonish, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like he gotta get his crown back because all the crowds is going now, you know what I'm saying? So, so he like, yo, he called Kit for the assistance, like, yo, get your scan on every rapper in New York, because right, I need my joint back. Right. You know right. what I mean? So, but he got into some wild like MacGyver, yeah, Michael Knight stuff. Right. You know what I mean? He didn't got he didn't got uh, somebody that stuck a, a needle on his neck. Oh yeah, he was in the McDonald's trying to get that Big Mac in a shake, and they laid him down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they laid him down, bro. They tried to they tried to tie him up so he couldn't because dude was going to rock the show with that crown. 
Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. They had to get him up out of there, but you know, he didn't. He had like a a flashlight laser (laughs) burnt through the road. You know what I'm saying? Somehow he got he got up out of there, but Kit, right. you know what I mean, Kit assisted him the whole time. He did, I mean? he did, because he was like, "Yo, I got I gotta get back to Michael, but yo, Ricky, Ricky D, man, you that boy too. Right. So I'm gonna right. take care of you." Right, you know what I mean, yeah, and you know what's crazy is, um, you know, uh, he gets he get like once once Kit picked him up, once he broke out, you know, he get back to the set. You know what I'm saying? He see my man in the office. He had to go snatch the crown up off him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He had to jump on stage and shut it down. You know what I mean? They was trying to do him dirty. And you know what's crazy about this record? When I was a kid, I didn't know that's what he was talking about. It wasn't until years later when I saw an interview and he was talking about like the whole because I never put I never put that together like that he was talking about the car. I'm pretty sure right. people back then did, right, but I right, didn't right. I didn't think about that. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking this is just mm-hmm. like some like. Somebody that's helping him. And then he, he did talk about the car, but I just never put that together back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it was a dope idea to be able to be like, yo, like I took Michael Knight's car. Because in the beginning, he's like, Kit, where you going? You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? They're like, sorry, Michael, I have to go. Like I never was even, I never put that together as a kid. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. But yeah, right. I always loved it. I thought the beat was dope. You know what I'm saying? The Bomb dope. Squad did the beat. You know what I'm saying? Um. But yeah, Kit was the scoop. It's like very comic book, very, like you said, you know, MacGyver. You got to get out of a situation. It was, uh, mm-hmm. it was a great joint, you know. So uh, let's talk about that Hey Young World. Talk to me about that. Hey Young World. Um, it's another dope, uh, great vibe song. Uh, I think about Hey Young World. Uh, this is just an, that's like uh, another classic, man. Like, um, it's very inspirational. Oh yeah, um, you know what I mean. Um, definitely just talking to the kids and like yo, so I mess with them drugs. Right. Stop running around in the streets and focus on you know getting up. You know, getting up out of there. You know what I mean. Getting out of your situation if you have a bad one. Mm-hmm. Um, don't follow behind people that are gonna get you in and um, any bad situations similar to any of the other stories he has spit early on in the album, right? Right. Um, just classic, man. Um, you know, hey, young world, the world is yours. I mean, it's self-explanatory. That's all you really need to even know about that joint. Um, he's just holding people accountable, you know, for for the uh, state of the community at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I said, this this Thomas joint it just takes me back to like a more simpler time in life, man. Like I remember this video used to be on BET. A yeah, lot they did. They did used to play Hey Young World. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, man. Um, this is another record, man. You could tell the the beats that Rick did because they had a certain again. This record has that reggae vibe to it, yes, too. Yes, sir. You, you know, know until you until you brought it up, I, I before you even said, I said, "Yo, it does have that, yeah, that um, that that, that bass, right? That, that suck, boom, boom, man, yeah, it's tough." And you know, this is a record that's that's still relatable even today, right? It goes to show you that some things in this world don't change as much over time, you know, as we think they do. And he's mm-hmm. basically telling the next generation to be better than what they are, right? Like. And to respect your mothers. And that's a big thing now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, the kids have got to 
respect their parents. You know what I'm saying? Because it's mm-hmm. like, that's where it starts, right? If you don't respect your parents, you're not going to respect nobody. You right. know what I'm saying? Um, and he's telling the kids, like, yo, don't get involved with the street life because, you know, when you get jammed up, you're going to disappoint your mom. You're going to disappoint your family. You know what yep. I'm saying? And he's yep. basically like, yo, don't admire the thieves and the stick up kids. And, you know, he's like, their time's limited. Hard rocks, too. And it's like, them dudes is not going to last, man. You know what I'm saying? They might seem like they everything now, but they're going to wind up getting smoked to go to jail. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he's like telling them, the kids, like, don't look up to these guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not going to last going down the path that they're going down. So they're not to be looked up to. So he was giving a lot of good um, good messages on this record, man, to make them, you know the next generation think. You know what I'm saying? And we was that next generation. You yeah, know? for sure. So, yeah, man, I love Hey Young World because it still has a lot of meaning even today. And it, it went to show you that hip-hop can not only be um, you know, talking about, you know, the, you know, how fly somebody was, the jewels and all of that, but really teaching, you know, at the same time, you know, it had a, yeah. had a great message. So yeah, man, Hey Young World is definitely a classic. Shout out to our mothers one more time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean. That's the truth. And uh, let's talk about that. Teacher, teacher, tell me how you do it. Yeah, let's talk about that, June. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... For me, I need to know the relationship with Dana Dan and Slick Rick. Okay, so they went to high school together. Okay. So a lot of people, right? That's because that's kind of what this record is about. It's like how people was ripping off Rick Style. It was a lot of rappers at mm-hmm. a certain point in hip hop that was trying to rap like Slick Rick. Right. A lot of rappers, right? Everybody had this certain like thing, and it's like, where are they getting that from? Like, cause Rick obviously naturally has the accent, right? But right. you had like dudes from New York, Philly, you know what I'm saying? And they rapping like this. And it's like, where are they getting that from? But they were so caught up with the whole Lottie Dottie in the show, because that thing is like took took over. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Um, so with the Dana Dane thing, you know, they was all in the crew together, but I think that. Dana probably either felt like he had to rap like Rick or they made him. I don't know the details of all of that, but you could tell that he was definitely doing a Slick Rick style when he rapped. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, that's basically it. Like, they went to high school together. They was in the Kangol crew together. And, you know, he he sounded like Rick, you know? Okay. Okay. But they were they were in the same crew, though. They was in the same crew. They was in the Kangol okay. crew. Yeah, okay. high school. Okay. Uh, that's what I wanted to know because I, I always wondered what that relationship was. I didn't look it up because I wanted to get it from you. Right. Um, so yeah, teacher, teacher is basically, yo, I'm the teacher. Right. You know, he got he, you know, after the show, he got girls running up on him. He he's he's peeping the whole room. It's like, yo, you see the dudes in the in the background, they got the screw face on, they kind of mad at him. Like, yo, <laughs> right. He's that guy. And the girls are like, yo, how'd you come up with your style? And he's just right. like, yo, the teacher, the teacher ain't teaching today. I'm out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, yeah, and it's like the hook tells you. Teacher, teacher, tell tell me how you do it. Mm-hmm. Looks kind of easy, like, like there was nothing, nothing to, to it. it. Right. Yeah, like it was a lot of dudes that was doing it around that time. You know what I'm saying? Um, like they were, if you listen to the records, you could tell that they were using that Lottie Dottie kind of style. You know what I'm saying? So wow. that's why he did teacher teacher to 
say like I'm the originator of this style because you know you had right. to be different back then. But everybody was influenced by somebody. But being influenced by Rick, it's gonna come out in your record. You know what's crazy about Teacher Teacher is Rick don't like this record. Like he thought that the beat was trash, and the Bomb Squad did the beat right. Now mm-hmm. my thing is I kind of get what he's saying because it's not the best Bomb Squad beat, but the right. hook is so ill. With the teacher, teacher, tell me how you do how you it. Doing? That it's like it works. But I get yeah. what he's saying, where it's like, yo, we could have did a better, a, a better record than this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but I love. It doesn't teacher, even teacher. sound like it. It don't sound like a bomb squad. Beat, nah, it no. don't. It don't sound like a bomb squad beat. And even with that, I think that's the part that probably makes it like, yeah, they could have took that out because the right. the drum break is dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I think they could have probably did without the burn, 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 you know what I mean? But it still worked, you know. Um Yeah, he say he definitely saved it because yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, definitely. yeah. It was it was the it was the it was the hook, the flow, it was all of that that, that makes you like it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um let's get into the last record on the album that licked the balls. Okay, so on Look the Balls, I mean, it's just, uh, um, you know, Rick's just proving his MC skills. Like, you know what I mean? He didn't give us all these stories throughout the mm-hmm. joint, but he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to bust y'all ass real quick. Right, right. You know what I mean? Up. And, I'm going to end the record like this. Yo, y'all, y'all, y'all biting my style. Y'all can't mess with me because I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the originator of the joint, but I, oh, I can rap too. And that's right. what he did. You know what I mean, right. um, you know, he came he came to the show. He came to the show late. You know what I mean? He fresh. Right, right. This woman got the fur on. You know Laced. what I mean? Um yeah. you already know. You know what I mean? Got on stage and kicked ass. That's all he did. Absolutely. That's I mean, the truth. That's the truth. So check it, right? Excuse me. I'm trying to earn a male buck or two. A solid rapper coming. And who the f- are you? Around this part of town with diamonds in your girl and fur. I'm trying to enter in this rap contest you're having, sir. You're kind of late. Flat tire. What I do occur? Well, all right. Pin me now. And you'll be on after. Yo, when I tell you he was killing. Yo, the way he comes off. Yo. The way he comes off on. Lick the, yo, just that beginning part. You can it's play enough. that joint over and over and over. Yo, the beat yeah. was rocking. The flow was rocking. He kills this record. You know what I'm yes, saying? Um, yes, so this was done by the Bomb Squad. And this Rick said this was his favorite joint that him and the Bomb Squad worked on. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because um, his whole thing was like, he thought the Bomb Squad was dope producers, but he didn't think that their records fit him so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, he loved what they right. was doing with Public Enemy and all that, but... For him, you know, he wanted something a little bit different, but he said that this was the one that he was like, okay, y'all did y'all thing with this. Um, and they sampled Funk Inc.'s Cool Is Back, right, which is originally a Cool in the Gang record called mm-hmm. Cool's Back Again. And they just kind of like replayed it because that record came out in 69 and then the Funk Inc. record was like 71. Um, okay. And it was a very famous break in this record that was used by so many in hip hop. If you listen to uh, Compton Most Wanted growing up in the hood, that boom, mm-hmm. that break, the boom, the boom, boom, that's that break, right? What's um, that from? What is it? That's, if you um, listen to Compton Most Wanted growing up in the hood, you know yeah, that yeah, break, yeah. but they just slowed it down for theirs. If you listen to Welcome to the Terror Dome by Public Enemy, um, mm-hmm. 
J. Rue, the damager, used it for Come Clean, the DJ Premier joint. So it was a very, okay, okay, okay. yeah, very famous break. Um, and, you know, I love this record because it's like Rick took you back to when there would be these MC contests to show off your skills. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like he said, right. like you said, he coming through, he got the gold and the diamonds. His lady got the fur on. He got his man with him for the extra mm-hmm. boost, the confidence. And right. I like the part where he's like, wish me luck, dear. I'm scared and I'm nervous. <laughs> yo, when I tell you, I'm like, yo, this record is crazy. Love yo. this record. Yo, and he like Dope like record. you said, he laid everybody down in that joint. Wasn't nobody beating Rick in the MC contest. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Too much. You, you know what? You know what it makes me think about though, like the visual is uh for me like Crush Groove, like coming up in that joint for the, like the um. Remember, like when the fat oh, boys. Oh you know, yeah, 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 so yeah. That's what when I'm listening to that record, I think about him walking up in there, right? Late, like right, now nah, I'm right. getting up on him. I do my thing. I'm gonna bust y'all ass. You know. Yo, I mean? I'm so glad you brought that up, bro, because that's the perfect example of like, all right, you remember how Curtis Blow was like a judge in the contest? Yeah, that's what Dougie was doing. Right, right. You know right, what I'm saying? Because right, he right. was already popping, so he was able to judge these, you know, these rap competitions. And that's a great example of, you know, where you see it in the movie where you're seeing Kurt judging the rap contest. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And even though the fat boys didn't win, he was like, yo, I'm going to take y'all under my wing and put y'all on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's a great example of that. Straight yeah, up. Man. But uh, yeah, bro, you know what it is. It's uh, it's time to get into that top three. And this was very difficult. Very I'm a, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was very frustrated, man, because... This is the drone where you need five, you know. Right. So three was very right. difficult, and I and I feel some type of way having to keep certain joints off because I'm like, yo, like that needs to be in the top three. Exactly. But it was it was just difficult, man. Uh, so what you you, you want to go? You want me to go? I think Thank I went you. first last time. You I think you first. should go. Damn, you just gonna put the blade? Yeah, to I'm, me. I'm a, all good. listen. I just checked the rock back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 Yo, all right, man. Um, so my number three, <sighs> man. Wow. Um, number three. This is rough, man. Like I had, ah, man. Number three would have to be for me. Um, <sighs> this is hard, bro. This is hard. Um Bro, you uh you half stepping like heat wave, man. You know what I'm saying? What's going on, bro? You know what I'm saying? Yo, listen, man. Listen, listen. All right, all right, man. I'm gonna have to go with um I'm gonna have to go with uh that see the thing is I can't keep that off. Yo, come on, on, dog. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I feel like you're cheating right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> bro, listen, man. It's, yo, yo, we may have to do top five for this joint. That's how I felt, but that's what yeah. make it. You know what I mean? Like the three was this definitely one. difficult for this one, for real. It's always hard, yeah. but this one was very, very difficult to do the three. All right, so uh, all right, I'm gonna go number three. Uh, I'm gonna go with children's story. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it's just, you know, it's going to be disappointing because I'm leaving one off of here. I um, know. But, I mean, 
I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with number two, moment I feared. Ooh, okay. I wouldn't have thought that would have made the top three. That's ill right there. And number one. I'm gonna have to go with rulers back. Ooh, okay. Okay. You know, and I'm just going based off of what I listen to the most. Right, right. Um, but, I mean, it, it doesn't reflect that no other song. Like, these songs are better than any other songs. It's just the songs that I'd be really rocking to. Man. Right. But I, I feel I feel bad even doing this, doing this with this album because, dog, we may have to do top eight. Dog, <laughs> 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 oh, this is now, nah, man. Like, I, feel I know. Here, I know. I'm going to go with that, though. That's my lineup. All right, so my top three, I'm going to go number three with The Ruler's Back. I just feel like The Ruler's Back is just, when you think of our slick Rick, like with the whole being the king, the ruler, the gold, that's the record that you think about, you know? Um, So number two, I got to go with Hey Young World um, because I just feel like that's such a powerful record that it just never gets old. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's got a great sound to it. It's got a great story. It's like, it's just a forever record. Like, I love Hey Young World. That's a, that's a strong joint. And number one, man, I got to go with Children's Story. I just feel like that record, like, you know, everybody knows the lyrics to that joint. You know what I right. mean? Like, right. that's just one of hip hop's greatest records ever. Yes, you know, so sure. I got to go with that as number one, and it was very difficult. I want, I definitely want to lick the balls on there because he was I killing that joint. He was killing that shit. He man. was killing that joint. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, and then Mona Lisa. It's like, how does you you got to get? But it, you know, it's hard. You know, it's really um, hard, man. So those two, I definitely wanted to get in there, but I felt like I had to have the rulers back. I had to have children's story. Hey, right. young world really means a lot to me. So, you mm-hmm. know, that's that's the list. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, everybody got their top three for whatever reasons, and that's what makes it, you know, such a great conversation piece. Right. You know. Um, but yeah, man, this album is uh it's a classic. It means a lot to me and a whole lot of other people. Um, if you haven't heard Slick Rick's The Great Adventures of Slick Rick. You got to check it out. If you love hip hop and you just haven't heard this one yet, you definitely want to listen to this one. It's going gonna, it's gonna to blow you away if you never heard it, you know, for real. And if you haven't listened to it in a long time, it's time to, you know, get back to it. That's a fact. You know? That's real, man. But uh, let's go ahead and get to the love note before we get up out of here. Or before we do that, if mm-hmm. you don't mind me, brother. Yeah, um, no doubt. We never talked about the album cover. Yes, let's talk about the album cover with the whole Spider-Man thing. Didn't even know that until you brought it up to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Ew. And what's crazy, if you notice, right? Like, I remember I used to have a tape, right? And, you know, I would look at all the little pictures and, you know, you would see him advance right in the in the pictures and all that. And Rick didn't have the patch on in, in, on the album cover nor in, like, the, the, the liner art. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He had like the, the glasses on or whatever. So, you know, um, you know, so I'm guessing that once he started wearing the patch, it caught on. 
And he right. was like, yo, I'm going to just roll with this because it, it worked for the image or whatever. Because, you know, Rick had that accident when he was a kid and it messed his eye up. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's why you could still, like, you, on that cover, you could see his eyes. And, you, and if you go into the, like I said, I had the tape, I would see, you know, be looking at the picture and be like, you could really see his eyes in that joint. But then mm-hmm. later on, you would only see him with the patch. Right. You know, so, right. yeah, man, that's a... Uh, yeah, that's a that's a cool thing. But yeah, if you peep, he got the whole Spider Man stance and all that. Stance like, and all that. Yeah, I yo man, when I was a kid, I used to look at that album cover, and like, cause it was just like, yo, you got Manhattan in the background. It was just like, I just I just would stare at the listen to the tape and just stare at the cover. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. That was just a different time, man. When you really like. You you know you looked at I was into the credits all of that man looking at the mm. pictures like yeah that was a you ask any of my family man that tell you like I was a crazy Slick Rick fan as a little kid Slick I think Slick Rick was locked up at the time you know yeah, what I'm saying was. you know but I was a fan you know I was like yo this is this is crazy right here for real and it's like that the title of the album was so fitting because he really took you on. All yeah, type of adventures. He did. You know what yo, I'm saying? He did. Yo, Rick used to be, <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about this, but he used to be wilding in that character. He used to be like, he's like, I'm slick Rick the ruler, <laughs> the rich ruler, by the way. And he used to be like, all oh, you peasant poor pieces of trash. <laughs> yo, he used to like really be wilding in that character. You know yo, what I'm saying? Hold like, on. Hold on. Do you remember? I don't know what this was. I think it was, was it, um, what was it, John, from, was it the show um, where where uh, Russell Simmons went to go visit him when he was locked yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. Remember, you remember Russell's, like, oh, yeah, he, he, he's talking that peasant, peasant uh-huh. pimp shit. <laughs> 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 he like, Rick, Rick wanted his jewels in jail. Yeah. And he was like, yo, where my, where my jewelry yeah, at? You know yeah. what I mean? He was like, yeah, these peasants are beneath me. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. He said, he's like, man, Rick was crazy in the back of Angel Dust, man. I was like, yo. It was wildin', yo. Yo. That's crazy. Yeah, I yeah, remember that man. though. That was and, my and, guy. But yo, he only had one album. Nah, Rick got four albums. Yo, I have every slick Rick album on CD, bro. And I had The Great Adventures and I had The Rulers Back, which was the second tape. Or cassette. Rulers Back was 91, but that's when, you know, he had gotten to that that trouble. And he only got to work on the Rulers Back for like three weeks. And, Uh, you know, he he says he was like, you know, that wasn't his best work. I thought the Rulers Back is banging for the time. Because at the time, you know, like house music and all that, like real fast paced stuff was like popping. And I Mm -hmm. felt like a lot of the album was like that. And, you know, Rick was rhyming faster. But I thought the Rulers Back, it wasn't the great adventures, but... I thought it was a dope album. You know what okay. I'm saying? Um, okay. But yeah, I, I, I'm a fan, man. I got all them joints. I even got Behind Bars. And Behind Bars, you know, that's like, he wasn't even, you know, home. And then it was like joints that he did years before and they put new beats to him. So, but yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a major Rick, Slick Rick fan, you know. Yeah, no doubt. I just remember he came he came back around... Uh... Was it with Outcast? Yeah, that's when yeah. He, he and he had yeah, his platinum. popularity. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was ill. That was that mm-hmm. was ill. I, I had I had that on tape too. You know what I'm saying? When that came out, you know, I wound up getting a CD later on. But yeah, man, I got all them joints. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get to that love note, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do want to say, you know, when we when we discuss love on the show, you know, it's not the type of love that's like, you know, romantic, lovey dovey you know, Valentine's Day type of love that you would have with your spouse. We're talking about, you know, an agape love, right? And, you know, agape isn't just about your emotions, your feelings, or attraction to another. You know, agape requires the faithfulness, you know, commitment and sacrifice without expecting anything in return, you know? So it's like, remember, love is kind. So that means being friendly, generous, and considerate of others. No one can be loving and unkind at the same time, you know, so think about that, you know, and try to focus on being a little bit more kind this week. And uh, on that note, we're going to get on up out of here. All right, man, it's been real. No doubt. I appreciate you coming on the show. You know, we had a great conversation that we definitely going to do it again. You know what I'm saying? And just let me know, bro. No doubt. And shout out my brothers, uh, uh, JG and a million dollar, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They they definitely they definitely gonna be back on the joint too. You know. But we're gonna see y'all next time around. Remember to subscribe. Remember to check out our Instagram page, MUS143 Podcast, and we out of here. Peace.